right. <clears throat> Yo, welcome back, man. Welcome back. We're just going to do it how we do it. And we're recording now. So I'm going to just crank this up and get this how I feel. This how I've been feeling. So let's get it started. All right, right. All right cool. I'm going to mute myself. But anyway, man, yo, bone man, when I get 14, man, I want to buy me a rag top tray and some gold dang. Fuck that shit, man. You need to take your ass to school, get your motherfucking job and shit. Fuck that, man. Fuck you, man. Look here. When I get 14, man, I want to buy me a rag top tray on some gold dangers with a three wheel motion, 10 wheel put out, three finger ring, fat ass links, and a big booty bitch to go with. Break them off, son. It's really a shame. Young brothers and sisters today have a lack of understanding yeah. of what it really means to be black. Could you tell me who at least our animal instinct and the white man sitting there tickle pink no laughing at us on the avenue busting cops at each other after having proof. We can't enjoy ourselves. Too busy jealous at each other's wealth becoming right, us right. just in me. But the black community is full of envy. Oh shit. Too much backstabbing. Why I look out the window I see all the Japs grabbing. Every vacant lot neighborhood yeah. build a store and tell they good to the county receipts you know us poor niggas not be hearing big lips four or five babies on your crouch and you expect uncle sam to help us out we ain't nothing but porch monkeys to the average bigot redneck honky you say coming up is a must but before we can come up take a look at us break them off some Cause you kill us. You got punched when you started slanging dope. But you ain't built us a supermarket. So we can spend our money with the blacks. Too busy buying golden Cadillacs. That's what you're doing with the money that you're raising. Exploiting us like the Caucasians did. For 400 years, I got 400 tears. For 400 peers. Died last year from gang-related crimes. That's why I got gang-related rhymes. But when I do a show to kick some facts, us blacks don't know how to act. Set up ourselves and blame the white man. But don't point the finger, you jiggaboo. Take a look at yourself, you dumb nigga, you. Really so hip hop won't be so nice. No ice cube, just vanilla man, ice. And you're sitting screaming cuss, but it's no one to blame but us. us. Yeah, but why is it that one motherfucker can ruin it for 22,000 motherfuckers when they want to come see a good jam? You know what I'm saying? Hey, you tell them something. You know what I'm saying? Break them off And if you step on mine, you push the button Cause I'll beat you down like it ain't nothing Just like a beast But I'm the first nigga to holler out Peace, black I man I beat my wife and children to a pump When I get drunk and smoke dope Got a bad heart condition what? Still eat hog mugs and chitlins Bet my money on the dice or the horses Jobless, so I'm a hope for the armed forces Go to church, but they tease us With a picture of a blue-eyed Jesus They used to call me Negro up the ship of No respect and ignore it. And I'm having more babies than I really can't afford. In jail because I can't pay the mother. Held back in life because I'm a color. Yeah. Now this is just a little summary of us. But y'all think it's dumb of me nah. to hold a mirror to your face. But trust, nobody gives a fuck about About us. 
Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Real Life, the radio show. I am one part of your co-host. I am Jenna Kepra, alongside my partner, Rise. Rise, how have you been? It's been a while. Man, I'm still learning. It's been, uh, this is one of the wildest summers I've encountered in a while, experienced in a while. Um, as far as the, the family's concerned, it's been a good one as far as dealing with that stuff, but it's just been a real interesting I'm very, very interesting to say the least, man. It's been nuts, but I'm good. How, how's everything on your end? Uh, man, uh, feces, feces, man. I've been dealing with, with literal feces for the last couple months, man. Uh, septic backup, uh, bad plumbing, excuse me, black, bad plumbers. I had to fire mm-hmm. a couple after spending a couple thousand and wind up fixing it myself. So, you know, shout out to me for being oh, able to yes, complete sir. it. You know what I'm saying? Being able to complete yeah. that uh, underpriced. But uh, keep an eye out for these people, man, these service folks that's just, of course, we already know, but when you can't do nothing but rely on them, you know, we still have to have enough sense to be able to back out of that, you know, because we don't have to do anything. So when we be giving them our money, that's exactly what we're doing. We are giving it. Cause we don't have to spend it with them. I winded up right. spending it on myself. You know, I didn't want to do the work, but you know, that's how it happens yeah. sometimes. Uh, a few other things coming down, uh, in the works, uh, for me and Ross, you know, we trying to do a few things. Um, hopefully we'll, uh, garner y'all support while going through this transition phase and trying to, uh, yeah. just trying to do something a little bit greater. But other than that, man, I just been staying off of the grid, uh, paying a little bit more attention to my children not that I wasn't before but since sports have uh, cranked back up the entire family is running which has me running uh, double time (laughs) because of that Um, it's just it's it's been real interesting this has been one this has been the first year in like in like 12 years since my third daughter was born that I was able to take the children to school on the first day so it's been a lot going on but I have really enjoyed it man I I just let go of the politics for a little bit I didn't stop talking about them and and helping people in the family because it seemed like once I stopped uh, doing the show for a little bit they started coming to me and um, so but outside of that man I just been staying away from the news and when we decided that we was going to do this one tonight, I kept seeing about what's going on right now. Uh, and I'm sure you'll probably go into some of this, but uh, this whole thing with uh, with your boy Trump uh, mm-hmm. talking about the Jews, and that don't bother me. It's the uh, response <laughs> that I find hilarious. Uh, some commentator on CNN was talking about the history of the Jews throughout their uh throughout their history, how they have been mistreated and anti uh being anti Semitic and all of this. And I'm like just like we always say, you know, that happened in Germany for the most part. You know, we and have white people mistreating other white people. Yeah, and we have a longer history, <laughs> a more tortured history and a current not just history, but our present also. Right. 
And that gets no mention. I mean, you know, it gets a little mention here and there, but not like how they was stepping up for the uh, quote unquote Jews. So that was that was interesting for that to be my first uh, piece of world news for me to come across is that with everything that's going on with us, we worried about them. Yeah, you know, but we all know how it Well, goes. that's how we've been trained. We've been yeah. trained to, you know, take care, you know, or think about and put ourselves in the shoes of white folks. That's where, you know, Malcolm X used to say, Master, we sit. You know, that's where that comes from. You know, even that essay that I wrote that deals with the lion and the wild boar, you know, um, the thing they say in the essay, the boards say you have to transfer your identity onto your victim. And then they'll pretty much do everything in concert with what you want because they think they're you. So you superimpose your own self, your own identity, your own psyche onto your victim, and then they will basically fight for you. And that's exactly what we see, you know? So it all makes sense. It all makes sense. And when you get into Jewish history, white Jewish history specifically, let me make sure that there's different types of Jews. You know, they're not a race. They're, they're a religious group that has all kinds of different ethnic groups and races in it or as practitioners, but white Jews in particular had a history of doing such rogue financial stuff and, and corrupting governments using their finances. That is why they were mistreated in a lot of, just about every other country that they went to didn't want them around. You know, and even Jesus in the Bible, what did he do when he, you know, flipped over the church, the, um, the tables in the church when the people were trying to, you know, do money changing and stuff like that in the, in the um, synagogue, and he flipped the table and beat them? So, I mean, that history is, has nothing to do with people hating Jews. It's about their behavior, the things that they do every time they're led into other countries. They, they corrupt the government. They steal. You know, they, they're, they're legendary for buying and selling our ancestors. They were the merchants that were selling us. So, you know, there's, there's a reason why people don't like them. It's not just some old, oh, because they're, you know, Jews that people don't like them. It's the behavior that they exhibit when they are allowed in other countries. And that's what makes them so despised. And, um, you know, <laughs> it's what it is. <laughs> it really is. It's crazy. When you get into that history, it's mind-blowing. I would say that much. So, Roz, what we, yes, what sir. you got for us tonight, man? I know we started a little late. We still got issues that's running right now. Still have issues. Mm-hmm. But we're going we gonna to push forward and and try to catch back up to where we was. Uh, where would you like to start? Um, you want to do the clips first, and then we go into the, the written articles, or what? Yeah, that'd be fine. Uh, Penn University. Okay. Uh, Say it again. Going with uh, the cause of high blood pressure. Which, which, where would you like to start? Um, so I wonder if we should just do the the each one back to back to back to back rather than breaking it down clip by clip and it'll take up more time that way because a lot of most of these are all short like seriously like five minutes <clears throat> at the most maybe seven minutes but they're really really short okay a couple of them are like one minute or two minutes so yeah definitely so i would say um you can start with the very first one it's a it's a linkedin clip that's actually talking about the um the history of ed- the educational system in the u.s um the next one would be um, the cause of high blood pressure is perfect. Um, the next one would be the the next one after that would be hair, nails, and skin, the missing nutrients. The next one would be 
Um, Hold up. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to... Uh, I'm gonna start this LinkedIn joint. What I want you okay. to do, you go into the, uh, you go into the chat, mm-hmm. and you just give me what you, uh, what you like. Okay, so you want me to just grab the link and then put it in the chat? Well, that'll work too. That'll work too. Okay, no problem. I'll do that now. I'll start doing that. Hey, greetings to those that's uh, checking us out. Uh, sorry for the wait. With that being said, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to crank this up. School was invented in the 1850s for two reasons. Reason number one, train kids to want to buy more stuff. In the late 1800s, the typical American owned two pairs of shoes and two pairs of pants. That was it. So if we had factories coming up and running, factory owners were petrified that they were going to make too much stuff, which seems absurd now, but people were really afraid of that. And the second thing they needed really badly was obedient factory workers. Because before the 1850s, there were no factory workers. You worked on a farm. You worked in the family business. You were a small town merchant. That's all you did. And so you didn't need to do things that were inherently unnatural, like sit still for nine hours, like uh, obey instructions. That all exists because we needed people who would willingly go to the factory year after year for 40 years and do what they were told. All right. We've been saying that for some time, but let's continue. Hi guys, in this video we're gonna talk about high blood pressure, hypertension, okay? So, where do I start? Well, first of all, there's something called secondary hypertension which really comes from something else. So let's say, for example, you are on kidney dialysis, you have a kidney problem, kidney damage. That alone can cause hypertension, okay? But there's another type of hypertension called primary hypertension or essential hypertension or idiopathic hypertension. All these are the same thing. And what this means is it has an unknown cause, okay? Idiopathic means we don't know what causes it. And there's no cure, okay? But there's a treatment, right? Medication. And, of course, they'll tell you to avoid salt, and you're salt-sensitive, put you in a diuretic or other medications. All right, and then you have something called the metabolic syndrome, uh, which is composed of high blood pressure, hypertension, high cholesterol, high sugar, belly fat, and insulin resistance. Okay? So, that's interesting. Well, let's take a look. If you research uh, insulin resistance, you're going to find... It has a side effect, okay? One of the side effects of insulin resistance, which by the way is high insulin, is high blood pressure. In other words, high blood pressure is being caused by insulin resistance, too much insulin. And if you look at metabolic syndrome, all these other diseases, in addition to hypertension and high cholesterol and high blood sugar and belly fat, these are all symptoms of insulin resistance. So. It's very confusing when you try to do research because it'll say insulin resistance is an associated factor. It might be a risk factor. No, no, no. It's the cause of these other things right here. Now, let's take a look at what high insulin or insulin resistance will do. It makes your arteries stiff. Now, having stiff arteries and hardened arteries, you think that might increase your blood pressure a little bit? It does. It causes sodium retention. Yeah, sodium retention. Okay? So... And it also causes low potassium. 
Sodium and potassium work together. When you have high sodium, you're going to have low potassium. Potassium deficiencies will also cause hypertension, but that could be coming from the insulin resistance. So I don't think people are salt sensitive. I think they're potassium deficient because they don't consume enough vegetable. Uh, you, your body needs 4,700 milligrams every single day. Yeah, to get that potassium, you would have to have between 7 and 10 cups of vegetable or salad every single day. You might not be doing that, okay? And that could be part of the problem, but mainly it's the insulin resistance, which will then block the absorption of potassium and then exaggerate the higher levels of sodium and create the problem. So what's been the missing link is this cause-effect relationship and the confusion that is out there on this topic. I would highly recommend start researching insulin resistance. I put some links down below. So you can start looking at the relationship between these two and start to improve the root cause, which is high levels of insulin, okay? Do things to lower insulin. One would be start consuming a lot of salads. Number two, cut out the sugar, because that's what raises the insulin. Do intermittent fasting. Do the ketogenic program, which will lower your sugars. So I put some links down below so you can become more educated on insulin resistance so you can address this symptom of high blood pressure. Thanks for watching. Hi guys, listen, I want to thank you so much for your words. So I put some links down below so you My apologies. Quite a bit going on, I'm sorry. Uh... Okay. If you're planning on stocking up on your prepper pantry from the local supermarket, then here's a list of basics that you should be able to find just about anywhere, and for the most part, shouldn't get too expensive if you were to pick up a few extra on each shopping trip. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started, in no particular order. Number one, dry beans and lentils. Dry beans and lentils top this list, in my opinion, because they are high in protein, nutrients, and fiber, and they can be stored for very long periods of time. Lentils, in particular, can have surprisingly high protein levels. As long as you have the water resources, beans and lentils will keep you going for a very long time, and they don't cost much, so it's not hard to pick up a couple of extra bags every time you go out shopping. Number two, rice. Just like with the beans, rice lasts for quite a long time in storage. It's also very versatile and can be added with many other foods and ingredients to stretch out your food supply. Keep in mind how many cultures live off of almost nothing but rice, another inexpensive item that can be picked up at every shopping trip. Number three, pasta. One of my favorites to put away, pasta has a lot of carbohydrates, just like the rice. It's also very inexpensive by comparison to many other foods. It is also versatile and therefore provides many different cooking options. And it stores for a very long time as well. Number four, sugar and honey. These may not be considered necessarily foods per se by some people, but sugar and honey provide a lot of options and can be stored for very long periods of time, particularly the honey. Besides being used as sweeteners to keep food from getting too boring, they can also be used as antiseptics, food preservatives, and would make great trade options in a pinch. Honey is obviously more expensive to acquire than sugar, so do keep that in mind. 
Number five, peanut butter. Peanuts aren't really nuts, but peanut butter has a long shelf life, isn't too expensive, and has lots of protein and good fats. It's easy to store, easy to eat, and doesn't taste bad either. Number six, lard. You may think this is a bit of an unusual choice for this list, but if you're going to be doing any cooking, you're likely going to be needing oils. All lard is, is solidified oil, and being solid, it's easier to store than liquid oil and lasts for a very long time. It's high in calories and can add what will probably be some much needed flavor to otherwise bland foods. Number seven, salt. Not exactly a food, but used more often than people might think since it's been added to pretty much everything that you eat before you get it. It lasts forever, adds flavor, can be used as a preservative, it's cheap, and it has trade value. Number eight, cornmeal. I chose this one over flour because it provides more options. It requires fewer ingredients to make bread, and it has a longer shelf life. It's not very expensive, and so won't set you back too much if you pick up a few for storage. Number nine, canned or tinned meats. Properly stored, canned meats will last longer than most people think, and can offer some much-needed protein and flavor to your meals. Some canned meats can be rather expensive, but most of them are fairly reasonable in price, so it's a good idea to pick up a couple of extra cans of tuna or ham or chicken or what have you with your regular shopping trip. And number 10, canned fruits and vegetables. Not necessarily my favorite from this list, the reason being that canned fruits and vegetables tend to be lacking in nutritional value. However, they do serve to supplement your diet by offering some variety, and they're not too expensive either. Make sure you choose fruits and vegetables that are of a low acidic value, because those will store much longer. And you just knew I had one more for you, didn't you? Call it number 11 if you will. Protein powder. Store brand protein powder typically isn't very expensive, has a very long shelf life, and can offer some much needed protein, calories, and nutrients in a pinch. It's not a bad idea to have a few canisters of protein powder stowed away in your pantry. So I hope you found this list helpful. If there's anything you would like to add to the list, please feel free to post it in the comments section down below. Please do give the video a thumbs up. Always appreciated. Apologies. I thought I had clicked the link. Get your business insured in 10 minutes or less with. In this video, we're going to. In this video, we're going to talk about hair, nails, and skin. Can um, you hear that, Ross? Different um, causes to a problem with loss of hair, but. Ross. Yes, I hear. Yes, okay. I hear. It's kind of low. Just a little right. low, but I hear. Nails or uh, skin that becomes, um, let's say, extra dry or you start losing your collagen. Uh, but I'm going to talk about the, probably the most common thing that I find. And you may want to try this. Okay? So the first thing I want to tell you is that the majority of people addressing these three things are doing it from the outside in. They're choosing lotions, serums, creams on the face, hoping that's going to go into your body and make the skin all real nice, or they're using different types of shampoo uh, that will make your hair more lustrous and uh, 
uh, with, filled with collagen. Hope, hopefully that collagen will sink in there and go into the hair, but that never works. Um, of course, then they have the nails, that they fake nails, right? So how do we make the nails really, really strong and hard and the, and the, and the uh, skin really nice and uh, also the hair so it doesn't fall out? Well, we want to apply the philosophy of uh, inside out. We want to start building up our body from the inside out and doing things to improve the health. But you probably are already eating fairly decent if you're watching my videos. Um, you're eating probably foods with vitamins and minerals. You're probably taking vitamins and minerals. And you might still have a problem with this. And that is because there's a certain nutrient that's very deficient in a problem with this. And that has to do with trace minerals. Now, why trace minerals? First of all, what is a trace mineral? Trace minerals are those minerals needed in very small, tiny amounts. And trace minerals function to um, help uh, make enzymes work. What do enzymes do? That's the workhorse of the body. There's like thousands of enzymes in your body doing the work to building up protein and breaking protein down. And that's what enzymes do. In fact, uh, enzymes, without enzymes, you couldn't even grow your hair. Um, so you have a hormone component part, and then you also have a trace mineral component part that activates the enzymes so you can actually build protein in the body. Because if you think about it, it's not necessarily that you're not eating enough protein. You're probably eating enough protein, and you're eating collagen in that protein, because that's what collagen is, a type of protein. But it's the activation of that protein to make it available through the liver and up through the skin and to the hair. So this is uh, something that I've, I've tried on a lot of people, and it's, it's worked. You may want to try it yourself, consume more trace minerals. Trace minerals are probably the number one deficient thing in our country in the United States now because the soils are so depleted. Um, they only the farmers only put three minerals back into the soil in some cases. They don't put all the trace minerals. One is there's no real requirements uh, that are listed, like the RDAs, for trace minerals, even though we need them and it's necessary. So they help fortify our hormones, like even iodine. You need iodine. It's it's try to find some food with iodine unless you consume sea kelp. So trace minerals are very missing in our, in our environment, and it's very essential in to build uh, protein, hair, nail, skin. Now, if you go to the store or online and get trace minerals, you're probably going to see a lot of different versions of trace minerals and that are salt-based um, or um, something like colloid, um, colloidal minerals, uh, salt-based minerals from the sea. Those are all fine, but you really only absorb 5% of those. And uh, they're a different form of chemistry. They're harder to absorb. Um, I'm going to recommend you do plant-based uh, trace minerals. Now, what is plant-based trace minerals? They're basically plants that were grown on soils with the trace minerals. So that way, the plant pulls them up into the plant, and then you consume the plant. And now it goes right in like a rocket ship. Plant-based trace minerals have they're 15,000 times smaller than regular uh, trace minerals that are from the sea. So they're very tiny. They go in like a rocket ship, and they create some cool effects, and so you don't need as much. So now where can you find trace minerals if there's really no soil left? Well, you can go next to a volcano where they have the soils have been fortified with the deep parts of the earth from the volcanic ash, and they have volcanoes in Italy and, and Hawaii, and just move there and live off the land. You can do that, and you're going to get all the trace minerals 
That's probably why those people, their skin looks a lot better. Uh, or you can get a plant-based trace mineral uh, from a prehistoric time. So I want to show you the one that I, I have. It's called Trace Minerals. This is basically 70 million years old. It still, it still works. And this was captured in a layer of the earth 70 million years ago where they had all the uh, prehistoric plant vegetation and they had all the trace minerals back then. And those minerals have been protected for a long time. <coughs> so there's a company um, uh, that, can, um, that captured that material and made it into a water-soluble product. And that's what I use because you just need a dropper full or two in some water a day to help get those plant-based trace minerals. So um, unfortunately, we can't go back in the time, but the prehistoric minerals are a good way to get the plant-based. Um, unless you have your own garden, you can start fortifying the soils. So trace minerals are probably the, the number one single thing that you can do, but there's something else as well. And that has to do with um, certain types of fats. Now, a lot of the remedies for hair, nail, skin involve fat-soluble vitamins, vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin E. All these are really good for the skin. If you're consuming those and it's not working, uh, there's something else you want to look at, and that has to do with one more thing, and that has to do with uh, this thing called bile, not enough bile from your gallbladder. So if you have a digestive issue, you, say you're bloating and you're uh, burping and you have belching and all that, or your stomach's distended when you eat, then you could be deficient in bile so because bile helps you digest fats. So if you don't have enough bile, your gallbladder will be stressed, and bile helps you absorb all the oils, essential fatty acids, all the fat-soluble vitamins to start helping the skin. It's just another uh, thing that I find with people with dry skin or collagen problems. So the combination of some extra bile and trace minerals are probably the number one thing that I would recommend to enhance your hair and nails and skin, and you may want to try it out. Hope you enjoy this video. I'll see you in the next one. What up, Over 40,000 contractors trust Next Insurance. Contractors insurance from just 20... Sorry about that. Time evolves and comes to a place where it renews again. There is first a purification time, then there is renewal time. We are getting very close to this time now. We were told that we would see America come and go. And in a sense, America is dying from within because they forgot the instructions on how to live on Earth. prophecy and man's inability to live on earth in a spiritual way will come to a crossroad of great problems.
it's the Hopi belief, it's our belief that if you're not spiritually connected to the earth and understand the spiritual reality of how to live on earth, it's likely you will not make it. When Columbus came, that began what we term as the First World War. That was the true First World War when Columbus arrived. Because along with him came everybody from Europe. By the end of the Second World War, we were in America, we were only 800,000 from 60 million to 800,000. So we were almost exterminated here in America. Everything is spiritual. Everything has a spirit. Everything... Everything was brought to you by the Creator, the one Creator. Some people call him God. Some people call him Buddha. Some people call him Allah. Some people call him other names. We call him Tonkashila, Grandfather. here on earth only a few winters then we go to the spirit world the spirit world is, is more real than most of us believe the spirit world is is everything Over 95% of our body is water. And in order to stay healthy, you've got to drink good water. When the European first came here, Columbus, we could drink out of any river. If the Europeans had lived the Indian way when they came, we'd still be drinking out of water because the water is sacred. The air is sacred. Our DNA is made of the same DNA as the tree. The tree breathes what we exhale. When the tree exhales, we need what the tree exhales. So we have a common destiny with the tree. We are all from the earth. And when the earth, the water, the atmosphere is corrupted, then it will create its own reaction. Mother is reacting. In the Hopi prophecy, they say the storms and floods will become greater. To me, it's not 
a negative thing to know that there will be great changes. It's not negative. It's evolution. When you look at it as evolution, it's time. Nothing stays the same. Sedan Darwin skrev sitt berömda verk om arternas uppkomst har vetenskapen varit övertygad om att människan härstammar från aporna. We always say that might be your ancestor, but it's not our ancestor. He is a relative, but not our ancestor. You should learn how to plant something. That's the first connection. You should treat all things as spirit. Realize that we are one family. It's never something like the end. Just like life, there is no end to life. Okay. <clears throat> you are listening to Real Life, the radio show. Uh, if you have a question or comment about any of the clips that you've heard, by all means, give us a call. That phone number is... 719-284-5271. That number again is 719-284-5271. And the pen is 70637. That pen again is 70637. Press start, start to open up your mic, and we'll be right with you as soon as possible. Uh, Rise, I know we have uh, a few more. Uh, we maybe can get one more in, but once we start discussing this and uh, opening up the phone lines, we're going to run out. Uh, first time back, a few uh, a few miscues, but that will be all right. Uh so which one would you like to uh, start with, or do you think we can get through the rest of these and still make time? Because um, they're pretty short, actually. Um, I, I don't even know where you stopped that. I just posted the link. Oh, I got them sure. here. <laughs> hold up, hold up. Let's see. This will be the next one. Donald Trump, the American Party, they all keep talking about mental Donald Trump, the NRA, and the... Let me see real quick. I'm sorry. No problem. No, that's it. I'm going to let this play, and this will be the last one, all right? Okay, cool. Donald Trump, the NRA, and... Donald Trump, the NRA, and the Republican Party, they all keep talking about mental illness as the core of our problem right now in America. And ironically... We do have a major mental health problem in our country, which is affecting our politics. And that problem is in the White House. Our president is mentally ill. This needs to be said. This needs to be said out loud. It needs to be said in the news media. It needs to be said by our politicians. He is a pathological liar. The, the Washington Post has documented over 16,000 lies since he became president. Now, pathological means ill. 
right? A pathology is an illness. A pathological liar is one who has a mental illness that causes them to continuously lie. That is the guy in the White House, Donald Trump. That is a mental illness, being a pathological liar. He has, and, and, and by the way, not just like random lies, like, you know, paying to cover up his affairs when he's, when he's sleeping with a porn star months after his wife gave birth to their son. He had a year-long affair with another woman, paying to cover that up a year after his, his wife gave birth to a son, to their son. He, he, he lies with such easy facility. I mean, he, this morning, he talked to the press on a way out to the plane, and the press dutifully carried it, and he lied. This man is mentally ill, and he's president of the United States. And until we recognize that, until we acknowledge that, until we begin a national conversation pointing out that not only is what he's doing not normal, but what he is doing actually represents mental illness. Until we have that conversation, nobody's going to heal from anything. His lies, his continuous contradictions, his erratic behavior, both domestically and internationally, uh, you know, they're not only putting the world at risk and our country at risk and obviously put the citizens of El Paso and, and, and Dayton at risk, or at least El Paso. But they're also symptoms of severe mental illness. We, you know, we've had, a, we've had, what, three psychologists and a psychiatrist. We had Justin Frank on this program yesterday, professor of psychiatry at George Washington University in, in Washington, D.C., one of the most respected medical schools in the world. who comes right out and says, this is a psychiatrist and a professor of psychiatry, comes right out and says, yeah, Donald Trump is mentally ill. I mean, you know, literally hundreds of, Americans mental, of America's mental health professionals have signed, I don't recall if it was a petition or a letter or whatever it was, saying, you know, Donald Trump is mentally ill. But there's no serious discussion of Trump's mental illness. It hasn't moved out of the realm of mental health professionals and into the mainstream of our public dialogue. And if we can't acknowledge that we have a disabled man in the White House and that his disability is literally putting us and the entire world, from global warming to nuclear war to, to Iran and North Korea and Venezuela, you know, it's... His mental illness is putting us at risk. You know, one of the most common understandings in the mental health community, it's a, it's a cliche, is that healing starts with acknowledging the cause of the problem. We as a nation are not going to heal from this trauma that has been inflicted on us by the Trump presidency and the Republican complicity in it until we acknowledge that it is Donald Trump's mental illness that has torn us apart. It is Donald Trump's mental illness that has poisoned our national dialogue. It is Donald Trump's mental illness that has poisoned our international relations. He, he has that hoarding syndrome that we've talked about with so many 
particularly of our right-wing billionaires who are just more, 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 more. There's never enough. There's never enough. This comes out of a deep-seated mental illness. In this case, uh, Professor Frank told us it's because his father basically hated him and his mother didn't want to be his mother. His mother didn't apparently want to be anybody's mother. I, you know, they, they shipped him off to, to military academy when he was 13 because he was, he was accumulating switchblades and threatening people. He was a bully when he you know, was 10, 11, 12 years old. He was constantly beating people up and threatening people. And finally, his father said, I can't deal with this. Sent him off to, off to uh, military academy. And when he came home during the summers, his mother went to Scotland without him. And he was left with his father who hated him according to Dr. Frank. And that mental illness produced this, there's never enough. There's never enough love. There's never enough money. There's never enough. And so, and so because of that mental illness, he's willing to, to play footsie with dictators around the world as long as he can have a hotel in their, in their country. He's got a Trump Tower in the Philippines. He loves Duterte, who's killing people and bragging about it. And, 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 and Duterte, the president of the Philippines, you know, a, a right-wing Trumpster, talking about a female legislator, or no, it was a, it was a, 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 a woman in the Philippines, I, I believe she, she, she was a high-profile woman. I don't recall why, whether she was in politics or the media, who was raped, and, he, and Duterte said, well that he was disappointed that he, wasn't, he didn't have an opportunity to be one of the men who was raping her. She was gang raped. You've, you've got Trump supporting Erdogan in Turkey. He's got, Trump, he's got two Trump Towers in Turkey. You've got Trump wanting to build a Trump Tower in Moscow and saying, oh, you know, well, Vladimir Putin told me that they weren't going to interfere with our election. I believe him over the CIA. Why? Because he, there's a billion dollars at stake. This is his mental illness. He's willing to violate all the norms of our society and has apparently since he was a child because he's mentally ill. So yeah, the NRA is right. We have a mental illness problem in this country. It's in the White House. The Republicans are right. There's a mental illness problem animating in part things like the El Paso shooting. And that mental illness problem is Donald Trump, the president of the United States, being mentally ill. He displayed it this morning to the press in his press availability when he lied through his teeth to them, as he does literally every time he's on camera, unless he's reading a teleprompter. And even then, you know, but I mean, we see how how absolutely erratic this guy is. So the proposition that I'm putting forward, everybody's talking about, oh, you know, we need to heal America. Uh, Justin Frank yesterday was saying, you know, in the absence of a, of a nurturing father figure in the White House or parental figure, we need to, uh, during a time of crisis and, and the need for healing, that we need a leader to step up and be the person who's going to pull the country together. And that's clearly not going to be Donald Trump, and it's clearly not going to be Mike Pence. Who's number three in line? Nancy Pelosi. And, uh, and Justin Trump said Nancy Pelosi should, you know, pull the House back into session and be that leader. Well, I don't disagree, but I don't think that's going to heal this country. 
I don't think that the, I don't think that this country is going to begin healing until we acknowledge that the man in the White House, who is is there, in my opinion, illegitimately, he's there because of voter suppression by the Republican Party in Wisconsin, Michigan, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. He is there because of intervention in our elections by the Saudis and the Russians and God only knows who else. He is there because billionaires have, quote, free speech, according to the Supreme Court, to, to pour hundreds of millions of dollars into our elections. And he happened to be at the top of the ticket. Until we acknowledge that this man is mentally ill and that his mental illness is, is what is damaging our country, his, his constant, we're not going to be healing, his constant thirst for more, more, more. He just, he just put a guy in charge of our public lands who used to be a lobbyist for selling off our public lands. He put him in charge of like 20% of all, the, of, of all the, the land in America. He put a coal lobbyist in charge of the EPA. He put an oil lobbyist in charge of the Interior Department. He put a private school advocate in charge of our Education Department. He put a man that, that, that Forbes magazine calls a fraud and a grifter in charge of our Commerce Department, a billionaire. What kind of person does these things? A mentally ill person. Mentally ill. Mentally ill. I think that's a, that's a good place to stop it. Uh, mm -hmm. Although I, I agree with the uh, title, I disagree with the reasons. Uh, me and you have talked about the type of mental illness that we feel uh, white supremacists have. Yeah. And is and it has nothing that he described uh, was a mental illness to to me per se. I don't see uh, Donald Trump as a uh, looking for love. Uh, I don't see him being. I, well, I what he's talking about lonely. in reference to that is the womanizer and him paying off these women after you know that's that's what he's referring to. Meaning, because matter of fact, Doctor Wells used to say that if a if a child does not get the proper, especially a male child does not get the proper love and attention from their mother at the you know their crucial youthful years, they will always seek it in sexual activity, and that's what he's talking about is that. And the fact that he's nothing's ever enough. So he's constantly sleeping with porn stars and all these different people. And then once he's caught, he's paying them off so that they shut their mouths. And I mean, like, you know, I've even said this on the cows. I was a poster child for what Dr. Wilson said in regards to the fact that if you don't get that proper connection, that, that familial, nurturing, motherly connection when you're young, that you're going to seek it in sexual activity. And I know that back when I was young, I was confused about that. I just thought because, you know, and it's weird because even back in the, Back in, when I was a child, it was um, something where it's easy for a child to confuse uh, physical contact, sexual contact with another person with love if you're not getting it from home from the people who you should be getting it from. So that's what he was referring to in reference to that. That's one to just kind of chime in with that. Detail. No, I, I, I get it, and I, and I understand oh, okay. that aspect. 
But for what Donald Trump does, this isn't a, a I still stand on. This is not a, a cry for love. This right. Oh, he yeah. he does this to humiliate people because he doesn't try to hide yeah. it. Tried to uh, tried to pretend to hide it because of the uh, the election and what have you. But this is not the first time he's done this. He he's flaunted this throughout his entire public career with the exactly. rappers that claim to hate him now and other politicians. Uh, Epstein was just murdered. I mean, allegedly committed suicide. Uh, all of these type of things. So he has a history and that's just, that's just billionaires boys club type of uh, issues. But, uh, right. I seen, I guess have come back. Uh, Carla, what's your name? Where you calling from? And what's your question to comment? Welcome to, back to real life, the radio show. Please, man. It's a cool show out here in BK, man. Greetings. Cool. Joe. Good. Greetings. Good to hear from you. Good to hear from y'all, man. Glad to hear everything is good. Um, hope everybody's family and everybody's friends and loved ones are all right. Um, thank you. Cause, uh, Yes, yes, indeed. Back at you, too. Yes. <laughs> yeah, true, true. I, I just, um, some of the some of the health comments, especially the mental health or, on um, on Donald Trump is, is interesting. But um, I really wanted to kind of go back in regards to that other... Go that ahead. Other, um, other cat that was speaking about health and as far as... Um, potassium lacking and all these other things because yeah. I actually I, I don't remember hearing about that um which which uh doctor was that uh let me go back and that is um dr eric berg he's a a chiropractor and a naturopathist as well um and he has a lot of pretty darn good videos on youtube that deal with certain um illnesses and how they are related to what we consume um, and a lot of people don't know that salt and potassium are pretty much like on the seesaw. And when they're balanced, you're in what they call homeostasis or, you know, equilibrium. And when one is deficient over the other, it can create a myriad of spin-off problems. One of the main ones would be problems with your, high, with your pressure, your blood pressure. Because if you're deficient in potassium, that means you have too much salt in your system. And salt is what helps people to retain water. So if you have too much salt in your system, you retain water. And retaining that water will drive up your blood pressure. Now, potassium is an electrolyte. So potassium actually will balance off the salt. And if, if it, and it's weird because both of them, if you have too much potassium, it can cause high blood pressure. And if you have too much salt, it can cause high blood pressure. You have to really kind of keep them in, in equilibrium. And like you said, you know, everybody should be getting like 4,700 milligrams of potassium per day. The overwhelming majority of people do not. Um because we just don't always eat the foods that have the potassium that'll hit, make us hit that that magic number. So usually most people end up having to supplement it in some form. And if you do have high blood pressure, one of the things that they will give you is potassium. So they will actually give you, you know, um, certain pills that actually have potassium in it to try and balance off the salt. So if you have enough potassium in your system, you'll flush out the excess salt, and you will not retain water. I got you. I got you. There was something, because um, I've been looking into that when it came to um, 
I don't know if you know, you, you probably know this because you're from the islands too. It's called hibiscus, but we call it sorrow back home. Yeah, same here. I was about to say we call it sorrow too. Yep, <laughs> one of my favorite drinks. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I've been I've been trying to get back onto that because that's been pretty helpful in balancing out. Um, the it's, yeah, it's, it's it's good for everything, man. Instead of having buying juice, you just make the juice yourself. You right. Know what I mean? Exactly. Yep. You boil it up and then you add some cinnamon. Um, I know in Jamaica they tend to put ginger in it, in Trinidad we don't. So that's yeah, a major yeah. difference between the way Jamaicans make it and we, how we make it in Trinidad. Like we we have ginger beer, which which also Jamaicans have, but Jamaicans are the only people I know of, as far as you know, being Trinidadians, that actually add ginger to their sauce. We don't we just don't do that in Trinidad. We, we you know we add cinnamon and a few other spices and stuff like that, um, anise and things like that, and then you know boil it, and then, you, you know, you drink, usually drink it as a cold tea. Some people drink it hot, but the majority of us drink it as a cold drink, and then um, yeah. that's how we get down for sure. <laughs> and, it's, and it's actually really good for the blood, Um, and, if, and again, it's red, just like the blood. So yeah. those, those, color, those color references are not by accident. A lot of those red yeah. fruits are very good for the blood. Um, cayenne pepper, another red, red, it's a fruit too. A lot of people don't know that. You know, mm. I'm now, hold on, wait, 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 wait. Let's let's go mm-hmm. back. Let's go back. We need to mention those uh, beverages again. Uh, y'all moving a little fast. Oh, I'm unaware. <laughs> so, uh, Cujo, could you start off with that one that you was that you was trying to get back into again? Oh, uh, sorrow. We call it um, here in the states. They call it hibiscus. Hibiscus. Um, yeah, H I B I S. U.S. Yep. Hibiscus and, tea. And sorrel is spelled S-O-R-R-E-L because you might find it. I found it under both labels depending on where you're buying it from. So sorrel is spelled S-O-R-R-E-L. Okay. All right. Thank you. Now, didn't you say something about a ginger beer? Yeah, ginger beer. Um, that And that's it, too. It's actually pretty much like a, um, a strong... Slightly carbonated uh, ginger beverage that we drink in the islands. A lot of the islands have it, um, and ginger is one of the another very important herb. It helps to balance, keep your stomach, um, keep you from getting stomach sickness. It's actually really good for people who get seasick. It works better than um, uh, dramamine, mm. which is the drug that they give you in order to prevent uh, seasickness. So that'll be something. Works way, would way that be something that. good uh, for? Uh... For GI issues? Extremely good for GI issues. It's great for yeah. if you get enough of it in your system, it'll shut down your mucus production. So if you have a cold or a flu and you actually take ginger, you get enough of it in your system, you'll notice that your nose stops running, your eyes stop watering because it shuts down the mucus production like automatically. Um, also, it's also good for lowering your blood pressure as well. And it's great for, um, it's a great anti-inflammatory. So yes, ginger is something that you know, you should be having all the time. I actually take them, take pills, ginger pills every day, about a thousand milligrams. Um, I take that um, all the time. I actually take natural potassium as well from um, sea kelp. I take about a thousand milligrams of that a day. Then also um, blackstrap molasses has about, I think, 600 milligrams of potassium in one tablespoon. Um, bananas are very good for potassium. I think it has about 400 milligrams of potassium in that. Watermelon is phenomenal. I had an article about watermelon I was going to get into, but, you know, we we'll probably won't be able to get into any of those things until next week. Um, that's, that's one of the best fruits 
chock full of different minerals, and um, of course, it's about 90% water. Excuse me. So it's really one of the best things you can have during the summertime to really maintain your health and especially your electrolyte balance. Um, cucumber water is also good for that as well. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's really now, it's really really heavy. Go ahead, what you gonna say? Now before you get into the, uh, I, I call them your side effects. You start telling yeah. us about some extra uh, information. Cujo, finish your thought. I know you was. Uh, Yes, that's true. Uh, yeah, um, one of the things I actually wanted to jump back to was when we were just talking about Trinidad, I just did some research in regards to Carnival. And out yes. here in um, New York, we have Labor Day Parade, which is like our own Carnival. Yes. Car- Carnival was invent- was started in Trinidad, Trinidad today. Yes, it was. The yes, very it was. first one. Yes, now, the Carnival... Carnival goes back to the Italians. The Italians used to have the carnival back in Europe, and then the mm-hmm. French picked it. Then the French picked it up, and right. then when the French and and all these other people came down to the islands and enslaved the people, they gave them carnival as a day to kind of let loose. Yeah, you know what I mean. Decompress and, from all of the white supremacy. Exactly to 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 allow them to decompress. And the funny thing about it is. Um, when this cat, he, 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 I don't remember his name, but he was actually on the cows, and he made a good point about this that I never forgot. He said, don't think that during Carnival that it was just us out there dancing in the street, having sex and doing all this drinking and all these other drugs. Yes, they went, yeah, they came right on board because it was time for them to have some fun too with, you know, whoever they chose to during that time of the season, man. But it's just ill how that, that falls in mind because, I, again, I looked it up because we have Labor Day here coming right around the corner, like literally once off September yeah. hit. Yep. You know, but but um, that, the health aspect of it I wanted to kind of focus on, but I, I had to drop that in since you spoke about Trinidad. Yeah, because that came from the, the Camboulet in, in France. They had that, but actually Carnival dates back even further. If you go back, it goes back to the Nile Valley when they would have different processions for specific deities like Het Haru and things like that, they had a similar thing as far as like a carnival type of um, uh, situation taking place that the official carnival started in Trinidad. And also one of the main reasons there was a lot of abandonment as far as sexually, especially with the white folks during that time, is because you would wear masks. So in that masquerade, you couldn't tell who was with who. You understand what I'm saying? So they were right. able to, you know, run around and do what they're doing with the slaves and then, you know, wake up as a respectable white man the next morning and no, no one was any the wiser about it. And I remember there was a Trinidadian, uh, uh, I think it was an Indian Trinidadian who called into the cow and talked about the fact that um, that's how AIDS was spread in Trinidad, was that the, the rich white people would come down to the islands and, you know, pay, pay the locals for sex. And these were filthy disease, you know, upper echelon white people from the United States. And they would have unprotected sex with the people they were paying. And then what would happen is the people they were paying would then go and have sex with their normal partner. So it would be, let's say, a black man sleeping with a white woman. You know, she gives him some syphilis, gonorrhea, AIDS. He would go back and then have sex with his girl, and then she would get it. And that's how it started really spreading. This was during, like, the um, the, the 80s and the 90s. So a lot, and a lot of how that spread in the islands was from white people coming to the islands on vacation and the history of a lot of the islands was it was a vacation place where a lot of the rich white people would go 
to escape Europe and escape, like, from Germany, Scotland, France, all these places, they would go to the islands. And then, of course, they would just, you know, try to sow their seeds with some of the locals. And and, and because um, Europe is the origin of, you know, human vectors of illness, as far as that, that those real devastating illnesses, it was Europeans who carried them everywhere they went. And, of course, you know, we all got affected, our ancestors and modern, some of our modern relatives get infected because we're sleeping with them too. So, yeah, I just wanted to make sure I thought that out there. It's crazy, but, yeah, it's true. Well, hey, we have another caller. Uh, but before we go, I would like to just let you know you are listening to Real Life, the radio show. If you would like to join in on the conversation on any of the clips you heard or the discussion that is going on currently, by all means, give us a call. That number is 719 284 5271. That number again is 719-284-5271. And the pin for that is 7637. 7637. Uh, greetings, uh, Ms. Sharon, I believe. How are you this evening? Greetings, I don't know greetings. if you muted yourself on your phone. They're not hearing you, but I see your line is open, though. How is it now? Yes, That's we can perfect. hear you fine. You're good to go. <laughs> oh, I am. I am so happy to hear from you. I'm happy to hear from you. And <laughs> I'm, I've been remiss. Please forgive me. Oh, it's all good. Oh, no worries. But the show is good. Very good. You are so thorough and on point. Well, thank you, sir. Did, did you have any um any anything you wanted to add to the conversation? Anything that you heard that you wanted to elaborate on as well? Well, I enjoyed the first part very much. Okay. Because I mean, really, it's it was I mean, your points were valid. That's exactly what I believe wholeheartedly is going on. You know, it's In- just. The countries involved, uh, this, you know, the things you said about Germany, all of that is very true. Yes, where they got the name from, German. They were yeah. vectors of disease, so they were spread where they went, and they were called German. And yeah. um, it turned into Germany, as we know it today. But, yeah, you're absolutely correct. And it makes sense um, how the spread, you know, what you're saying, that occurred on the island yeah, that makes perfect sense. And uh, I enjoy, I enjoy the community so much. I'm so glad both of you recommended that. I'm glad you enjoyed, <laughs> Michelle. Yes, yes, for sure. So I'm going to let the other callers call in. <laughs> it's the same with the community. Okay. I'd uh, look for yeah. other. I look for other people to be, you know, sharing yeah. their comments. But, you know. You know what it is? It kind of slowed down because it was offline for about a month. There was, like, a, a technical issue, and it was shut yeah. down for, like, a month while it was getting repaired. So, as a result, I think some people still haven't figured it out. So they, they just assume it's still offline. So, that's why yeah. I think it seems like that. I figured that. But yeah, as I said, it doesn't matter. It's, it, I mean, the, the articles are just wonderful. It's the oh, splendid 
So and bring your clothes. Post some, post some that you find that we that you know are of interest and whatnot. You know, I just tend to post a lot because I, I I'm stay on news and information all the time. Wow. So, yeah, I appreciate so, yeah. it. <laughs> I have been problem. looking for Brother Jenner. I <laughs> I haven't you know. Yeah, I haven't. I've been having some personal issues. I a lot of plumbing going on in this part of the United States right now. Apparently, and it's not over with. But you know, yeah, things happen. I, I hang in there. But we're gonna push through it. But we do have yeah. another caller also. Uh, okay. Because yeah. I wanna, okay. I also want to get okay. everyone's point as far as this, uh, how I titled the show. Uh, we constantly fighting, always fighting, and I'm gonna get to that right after, uh, right after you finish your thought, Miss Sharon. We're gonna go to the next caller, and then I'm gonna uh, get into why do we always have to fight? Oh, go ahead. I'm finished my thoughts. Uh, well, thank okay. you, Miss Sharon. Uh, greetings, no caller. Oh, I appreciate you taking my call. Always. You guys, you know, yeah. you do a lot. It's appreciated in this neck of the woods. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Miss so Sharon. Have a good. Okay. No need to hang yeah, up. Have a night as well. No need to hang up, Miss Sharon. Time. You can just hold okay. on. Okay. But uh, greetings, caller. What's your name? Where you calling from? And what is your question or comment? This is Alex Little. I'm signing in from work, so I'm just going to humbly listen, but I'm here to support you. I look forward to the topics and just everything that you have to present, and I'm so thankful for everything that you're doing for our community. Oh, thank you, sister. I appreciate it. I hope everything is going good to you this evening. I know you're, you're at work, so I hope everything is cool and, you know, you're not being mistreated in any way and that you have a, a wonderful and safe evening and get home safe as well and thank you so much for your support as well I greatly appreciate you yes. absolutely thank you I'm gonna I'm listen and I'm gonna get this work so keep it going <laughs> <laughs> okay no problem thank you sis yes thank you Alex uh, I know we had quite a few different uh, articles and stuff and we, we're gonna have to uh, continue this Hopefully, yes, we have all of the technical issues out the way. But uh, today's show was titled "Why Why Do We Always Have to Fight?" Uh, we was we heard from a doctor uh, pleading. That's that's what I heard when he was speaking about Donald Trump. He was pleading for us to see yeah. that he has a mental illness, uh, and from that, I gather nothing more than an excuse for why this particular white supremacist is doing the same thing that every other white supremacist has done throughout their presidency. And it takes me back to the sports realm that a lot of us find closure in to get away from politics and what have you. And what do we have over there? We have the NCAA uh, creating new rules for uh, I can't recall his name right now, but uh, LeBron Rich James' Paul, friend. Uh, Rich, Rich Paul, Paul, yes. So they're yeah. creating rules. Once a black man gets to a certain point, not even to the point where they're uh, doing better, but just to somewhat of a resemblance of even playing field, they go in and change the rules. Uh, now, we done talked about that several times, Roz, and they did rescind it. 
uh, afterwards. But the point is, is that they made the point that they will do it. That's what I seen. Because it'll happen yeah. later, and there will not be anything rescinded. That'll just be the law. Uh, we also see that same thing in the NFL with uh, with this Kaepernick deal. Whether you're for Kaepernick, whether you're against Kaepernick, the fact of the matter is, is that it brought a lot of energy and attention to the uh, constant terrorization that we've been going through. And now we have yeah. Jay-Z coming in to uh, try to buy a team. And some people are saying he's trying to change it from the inside all of this speculation, I'm wondering the same way the white supremacists uh, clamp on to whatever it is that we're doing, whatever movement that we have going on, they just seem to have some type of way that they could clamp on to what we're doing and then disrupt it or sometimes not even disrupt it. Sometimes they might they might push it so smoothly that they run it out of course and we don't even know they're doing it. That's those are things such as like the civil rights, not in the sense that I'm not saying that nobody was pulling uh, Dr. King strings or what have you. What I mean is once he was murdered, once he was murdered later on, what do we hear right now today? While all of these uh, gay rights activists and every other uh, whatever rights that are going on, they always state that it's their civil rights that they are fighting for. I'm not sure if anybody, I haven't heard anybody discuss this. These are some of the things that I was thinking of when we was off air. But the one constant thing throughout all of that, I'm not playing one side nor the other, just seeing the different opportunities that's available, like uh, like the attention from Kaepernick, whether you like him or not. That was something that we should have capitalized on. We didn't. Jay-Z capitalized on it. Nance people mad at him. Getting away from the initial issue of the uh, police terrorism. Because that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about what he's doing or what he's not receiving. And the same thing yeah, over Jay? with the same thing okay. over in basketball with the Rich Paul thing. They have just blatantly in our face took the time back to the point to where we doing what they doing and they changed the laws to knock us down. That just happened. Yeah, and nobody's yeah, no, thinking got... of it in that manner so with that being said I shall release this mic and just get y'all thoughts I'd love to hear what you got to say um okay okay no, um, I was going to ask a, que- a question to Jenna like what he thought about that because I, I was wondering myself because Jay-Z was one of the first people to come out and, and be like I'm not performing at the Super Bowl but then he does this and I'm kind of I'm kind of confused. Like I would, I would like to hear like other people's opinion. I'm not doing any of the bashing that everybody else does. I'm not trying to, um, you know, the man, let the man make as much money as he wants. We don't stop, you know, white people don't say Bill Gates makes too much money. So I'm not, I would, but I'm kind of curious, like what you guys think about that? Well, I would say this. Let me chime in on this real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Now, I'm pretty familiar with Jay as far as his history. I know most most people are. Um, I'm a, a hip-hop historian and so Brooklynite, so I have some insight to Jay. Jay is a shrewd business person, and I'll show you the continuity 
of of how he did what he did as far as this is concerned. And this Hold is on. Real big on Jay. This, this before, is just before you go into that, make sure you remind the people that the reason he's a shrewd businessman and he's partnered up with the Jewish community many times throughout this oh, journey. Yeah. Him and Harvey Weinstein are buddies. That's how he made the um the documentary on Khalif Browder. He did it through Harvey Weinstein's company. So I mean like he's deep in bed with, with you know, the 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 powerful white Jewish Jewish people who are in control of of entertainment as we know it across this country and media. And the crazy part about it is this when he was a rapper and I remember seeing him talk about this. He always said that Talib Kweli was his favorite rapper mm-hmm. because Talib was brave enough to speak about the subject that he was not brave enough. And I remember him saying he knew that if he rapped like Talib Kweli, he would not be the Jay-Z that he is and he wouldn't be the millionaire that he was. He would have lost his audience and nobody would have wanted to really hear what he had to say. So he, was a, he pretty much compromised his moral fortitude in order to make dollars, just like he did when he was selling drugs. He compromised his morals in order to sell drugs, in order to make some money. And he took that money, translated it to hip-hop, rapped about all of his, you know, his legendary drug escapades, and became a millionaire off of that. Then later on, after he made off of these millions, made all of these millions, making music that people killed each other to and sold drugs to and did all kinds of negative things to, now all of a sudden his moral conscience kicks in. And, you know, Talib is his favorite rapper. He wished that he could have rapped like him, but he chose not to for those reasons that I just said. Then you have, now he's out front with Meek Mill, you know, helping Meek Mill out legally, um, getting people, um, paying for people to get out of prison through a a nonprofit organization. But yet, he just also invested in a multi-million dollar company that actually makes artificially intelligent ankle bracelets. So, yeah, we're going to help you get out of prison. We're going to pay for your bail, this, that, and the third. But I'm invested in one of the companies that's going to actually give you your ankle monitor. So you're seeing the double, the double, the double speak and the double behavior. Yeah. He looks like a saint dealing with Meek Mills, but he's also directly invested in a company that makes artificially intelligent, um, brand new artificially intelligent monitors for the same people he's paying the bail for. Now you come fast forward to the NFL. I just recently saw a, a, a video on YouTube where somebody was talking about the fact that Jermaine Dupree wanted to actually invest in the same deal that Jay-Z ended up taking. Jay-Z told him not to. Jay-Z actually told him not to for the reasons that everybody else is talking about and lambasting Jay-Z for right now. And then what did Jay-Z do? But take the exact deal that he told Jermaine Dupree not to do. Well, you can't <laughs> leave out the uh, the Brooklyn uh what is oh, the Brooklyn Nets, Nets. How, how he was used. He was used as a front man for, for um, the Barclays Center, as if Jay-Z owned the Barclays Center. I remember it was all over the place. He was like, yo, Jay, Jay's the man. Everybody was behind it. It was cool. I'm from the area where the Barclays Center is located. I'm on the Park Slope side, and nobody likes it. I got relatives who still live in Park Slope. I got friends I grew up with, and they, they're, they're, um, their relatives still live in Park Slope, and nobody likes it. It's a traffic nightmare. It's just it's, there's so many things wrong with it. It's, it will take a whole other show to go into it. Yeah. But they okay. put him as the front man <laughs> so that people would not complain because everybody's like, "Yo, a son of Brooklyn actually quote unquote owns the Barclays Center." Come to find out, he owns I think like less than two percent of anything to do with the Barclays Center. 
So that was the big lie right there. They put, they put, they, they racially showcased him as the guy so that everybody would be more accepting of some, something that they did not want in the first place. And the white guy who really owns it was behind the scenes. And then after the fact, it came out, oh, Jay-Z will own less than 2% of the Barclays Center. 98% is owned by rich, powerful white men. And the reason that they put him out front was because the black people in that neighborhood were more accepting of the situation because a son of Brooklyn, a black son of Brooklyn, is supposedly the owner, which, which is what which is what everyone was told and which is what everyone assumed based on the propaganda that was being put out. So Jay-Z has a history of this. And I'm not saying this to, you know, be anti-black or anything. I'm just saying you have to look at a person's whole life and right. see. You will see a pattern. It's not it's not something that's new. It's just the way that he is. And, it's, you know, I mean, it's I think man. the real solution is for us to have our own stuff have our own league, have our own everything like we used to. Remember, we had our own basketball basketball um, um, association. We ABA. canceled it to join the white folks. We had our own everything, and we canceled all of that. Baseball, same thing. And actually, the Negro Baseball League was more popular than the white baseball league because they had yep. better players. Yep. And, and, and we keep giving up everything to join what they got because we think that the grass is greener on the side with the white folks. And then what happens is we join their stuff, and then they disrespect us and they mistreat us. And you know we see we we we've seen the results of us leaving our own stuff behind and joining their stuff. Yet we continue to do it all the time. So that's what I mean when I say like we're psychosocially conditioned to literally make a religion out of our pain and suffering. And these are the ways, ways that these things manifest themselves. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's all good, man. That was an excellent amount of information you put out there because you made me realize something. It's just that it's the cycle that we see, unfortunately, with Jay-Z is one that's really, it's, it's very dangerous because yes. he's, put up, he's put up there as the front man and then people are disarmed. People literally put their guard down and go, well, the NFL mm-hmm. must be cool now because look what's happening. And it's the same, yep. it's the same actual principle goes with Obama which is yeah. let's put this black man in the front and we could do whatever we want to do now. And we could do even worse because everybody's still going to look at him, mm-hmm. you know, and, it, and it's, it, it's a tough thing, a tough thing to see. But when you mentioned that it really clicked, like, wait a minute, it is the same process. They're using the same methods over and over again. And, and the thing is, Jay-Z is a willing participant. It's not like he was yeah. used into it. He is a yeah. willing, like, yo, I'm down for this. I'm down for whatever it is. Just help yeah. me get to that billion dollars. Make me a billionaire, and I'll do whatever the heck you want. And that's pretty and much he, what you see. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, and people can make two arguments for him. The only argument for him you can really make is, two, really two, is that he's going to change it, the NFL from the inside out, which is, Impossible. you know, we, we've heard or we've heard this with with politics. We've heard it with, Slave heard catches. It with the police police department. We've heard it over and over again in military. We're going to change it from the inside out. All we got to do is get in. It never works. It never works. So the next argument really is, which is not even an argument. It's just what I think. Well, let this dude make his money. I'm not going to deny. I'm not going to say that I don't see what he's doing. If people ask me, I'm going to be blatantly honest, but let this man make his money. Let him do what he has to do. That's what that man has to do. To Like, like what you just said about him and Talib Kweli, his perception mm-hmm. and his take on that, that's what he has to live with as a man at the end of the day. We can't call that call for him. And one thing that you really get, that we really hit on with the, the, the leagues is with Rich Paul, Rich Paul, 
they don't want a duplicate of him no. because they understand they they understand the dynamic that if they all it takes is maybe ten or fifteen of him in the league, and then all of a sudden all the basketball players are going to go, yo, why are we playing for them? We could get our own league together. We don't need. You understand? It starts with the agents because the agents hold their hands and show them the way. If they get another guy like him, they know they know what's going to happen. So they stopped it real quick. I think that's amazing, man. And it speaks volumes to the control that they're trying to maintain over our athletes. Without question. And that's the whole thing. It's all about, it's exactly about control. White people don't care about who the front man is of anything. They like to play behind the scenes because that's where they work all of their most inequity and secret is behind closed doors. So that's all good. Their thing is about control. It's always about control because if you think about it, the way that we could have actually capitalized off of the Colin Kaepernick situation was if every black person stopped attending and stopped watching football games. If we did that, that would have created such a financial collapse that they would have done anything that we wanted at that point to make us start watching, watching the games again and, and paying to go to those games. It's just like the, the young brothers who took a page out of Martin Luther King's book in Mississippi, who the whole football team was like, we're not playing for y'all till the president's out of here. And what did, what did um, Mississippi, I think it was Mississippi State, what yeah, did they, they do? They ousted, they ousted them immediately. It, it was no waiting period. It was no soft talk. It wasn't no two, three weeks. It was instantly a crack of you out of here. Look, man up in here, y'all can get back on the field now. And that's the thing. <laughs> They're not capitalizing off of it. So then somebody puts out this false premise that Jay-Z is going to, you know, change things from the inside. This is why it's called the system of white supremacy. It is a system. There is no one black person that's going to go into anything and change anything. Always remember this. Hope is for powerless people. The only people Mm. who are told to hope for anything are people with no power to change anything. And that Mm. is why Obama sold us on the audacity of hope, because he knew that he couldn't do anything. Mm. He couldn't do anything. You are only told to hope for something if you are. it is impossible for you to take the horse by the reins itself, just to use a quote-unquote metaphor, but to take control of the situation and change it for yourself. What the system needs is not to be reformed, not to be changed from the inside. It needs to be completely destroyed and a new system put in its place. And until black people and other non-white people come to that realization for themselves and a critical mass, of, of all of us start making moves towards changing it for ourselves, it's going to always be a Jay-Z out there that's going to be able to fool us because he has the right color of skin to fool the other people with similar color skin to go along with the program of the white supremacists who are pulling his puppy strings. So let him make mm-hmm. his money. Don't be mad at him. He's doing, he's, he's doing what, what he learned from being around rich, powerful mm-hmm. white people. I mean, think about it. His, his homeboy. It's Harvey Weinstein. The only reason he don't mess with Harvey Weinstein is because of the scandal around Harvey Weinstein. But go look in the look at around the time that Khalid Browder came out and everything. He was praising them, arm around them, taking pictures everywhere. And and this is a guy everybody knew was doing what what he was doing. Harvey Weinstein's directly connected to Jeffrey Epstein. So I mean, it's it's, it's, it's once you get up in the upper echelons of the entertainment media business and all of that. You're playing with a small bunch of people who own a whole lot and have a whole lot of power. 
And Jay-Z is up there with them because he's proven time and again, I'm willing to do whatever y'all say if y'all help me get at these millions. And again, it's, it's not a it's not a, a attack on the brother. It's just I know his history, and his history of doing these types of things goes all the way back to Marcy Project. Back, <laughs> and a lot of people <laughs> don't understand that it's who he is. It is his, that was his way of like that was his come up. That was his come up. I'm a robot. What master got going on, and I'm gonna ride this thing as far as I can ride it till the wheels fall off. And this is just another step in that process. So he comes up with all these brilliant catchphrases and talking points when he's been interviewed about the fact that people are pretty much not happy with what he's done, and he makes it sound good. But the truth is he is completely controlled by those people. But like I said, he's not a person who is duped into it. He is a willing and active participant in everything that is going on. And if you go back to the origin of his career, and follow it through just with the points that I brought up tonight, you will see that what I'm saying is accurate. Mm. Hey, that's, mm. that's the thing. Go ahead. That's, I mean, that's why I just wanted to add in the, the Barclays Center because I, yes, uh, I was going to give a similar answer. And it's not to, uh, once again, it's not to be on either side of uh, mm-hmm. is he wrong or is he right. Just like Rod said, he, he doing what he doing. That part. I'm gonna. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say that part don't even matter anymore. Once again, uh, my initial question: instead of fighting with each other, what is it that we can do to capitalize off of this? Whether we uh, ride that wave of political uh, attention to your local offices or what have you, uh, if you have an organization, like there's many things to be done, but time has been squandered fighting back and forth. But uh, go ahead, because I see we're about five minutes out, Ryerson. Okay, okay. I will say this. The worst form of hatred that I've ever seen is self-hatred. And what Jay-Z is capitalizing off of and has is a form of self-hatred. And the greatest example of self-hatred that I can ever think of in my life is J. Edgar Hoover. A lot of people talk about him like he's a white man. I'm sorry to tell you, he's not a white man. He's passing for white. He has a whole side of his family that is black. He had a cousin by the name of Billy McKee who was on The Cow. She was on Like It Is with Gil Noble back in the 80s. I saw that episode, and she wrote about two books. Jagger Hoover is her cousin. They have the same black grandfather, and he was so hell-bent on hiding his blackness that he threatened to murder family members. Millie McGee said at least two of her cousins have disappeared because they threatened to out him. This was something that was well known in the FBI and that he hated so much to be black that he actually went the gay route so that he would never have children. He did not want to accidentally have a child come out looking like his black relative, so he actually chose the homosexual route in order to avoid ever having children that could potentially out the fact that he's a black man. So self-hatred, and we know that he had the most organized and thorough, pretty much military precision, dissection and destruction of every black organization that ever tried to do anything positive for black people. That is the most incredible form of self-hatred I've ever seen in my life. And I will put him as the poster child for self-hatred, and then you will look at Jay-Z and see that there's a similar psyche, psychology going on here. The difference is he can't hide the fact that he's black. He's not trying to pass for white. 
He's just trying to mm. obtain the same things that white people are obtaining by any means necessary. That's how I look at that. But I had to put that in there because literally there is no hatred worse than looking in the mirror and hating what you see. And not only mm. hating what you see, but actively doing something to destroy what you see in the mirror. And especially if you're doing it knowingly. You can't say you were duped. You can't say this person fooled me. They lied to me. You know, I thought it was about this when it was really about that. You are actually damn near contractually getting in bed with these people to destroy your own people. That's deep. It's deep, but it's something that we have to, you know, that's something that we have to fight. We don't have to fight each other. We have to fight the mentality that creates people like that. That's what the fight is really about. We have to fight the mentality that creates people who look in the mirror and see an enemy rather than seeing the only help that you have. And we need to take pages out of people like Dr. Martin Luther King's book. He gave us the blueprint. White people only respect two things. White supremacists, I should say, only respect two things. Loss of life or loss of finance. We... we, we would be foolish to get into a physical altercation with them because they'll nuke us like they did the hmm. Japanese. They have no problem doing that. What we Amen. can do is cripple them financially, and they will kowtow to that. And Martin Luther King showed us the way, and we keep ignoring it. Mississippi State, the football team, showed us the way. We keep ignoring it. So now we, we did not capitalize off of Colin Kaepernick. So the same pretty much slave system of the NFL just continues. Because black people aren't collectively coming to the same realization, saying, look, we got to do something about this collectively. Let's all just and decide to support the NFL, and they will kowtow to whatever demands we make of them. We let that go, and now Jay-Z is the new poster boy for, you know, rogue NFL deals. When in reality, he's more or less a symptom of the overarching issue, which Mm -hmm. is white supremacy. And the fact that it has such a hold on the psyche of black people collectively that Jay-Z is just one of probably millions of black people who function just like that on a lower level every day. Facts. Go ahead, Cujo. Last thoughts for the night. Oh, no, he, he, he summed it up real well right there. I mean, <laughs> at, the, at the end of the day, it's, it's a difficult thing. But we have, to, we have to distance ourselves and separate ourselves at one point or another and put our feet in on solid ground as far as where we stand because ultimately the cycle is still continuing, man. J. Edgar Hoover, um, Jay-Z, and countless other ones that we, we do this on a daily basis. We're going to have to figure out what we want to do and how we want to move because as a unit, that's the only way we're going to get this solved. We just need more people aware. Well, uh, before I go ahead, Miss uh, Alex, I know you're at work still, but before we leave tonight, we'll thank you for joining us. And if you would like to say yeah, something you before so you much. go, uh, yeah, your mic yeah, is open. Peace, peace. Um, peace. I would like to say one thing. Everything that was said is very valuable. I apologize for the background noise because I work at a factory third shift, so it's kind of noisy. No but worries. in addition okay. to everything that was said from a psychological perspective, we need to have our own point of reference and culture to be able to operate economically and politically. So when we have that foundation and that blueprint, we won't, we won't make choices based off of principles, and instead we'll make choices for the weight of us that are more moralistic. So I do think that was a very valuable point in regards to the boycotting. I think a good grassroots tarmac 
would say very much and speak volumes. But again, I think that once we have that black face, we become classified. And that in itself isn't enough. So we need to get that blueprint in our spirit and actually operate within that system and understand it. Therefore, we won't make choices that will compromise our people, our integrity, and silence a silent protest. I agree. Thank you, Miss Alex. So uh, hopefully, yeah, hopefully we'll uh, hear from you uh, next week. Hopefully, uh, we're gonna try to. There's gonna be some changes <laughs> because there was physical changes, but we'll get those out to y'all just to uh, add on to everyone's uh, ending thoughts. I feel the same way, and uh, I feel the exact same way. And to be more pacific. Rather than, excuse me, the only thing that I would differ on is a unit. We're not gonna we're not gonna move as a unit unless we're talking about individual families. Uh, one of the things that I have come to do has become part of my daily routine is just to listen, especially of topics like this. Uh, people let you know where they stand, especially uh, when they have no clue about any politics or or white supremacy for that matter things like this tend to uh, open them up and give you whatever their true thoughts are and how they feel on certain things and you just listen and that's how you know who to deal with who not to deal with but the energy from you taking the initiative and getting your own family ready will draw people close to you to build that unity. But but don't look for a group because most times uh, you find those people. Or should I say those people find you and uh, either ab- abuse you financially, emotionally, or sometimes physically. So don't look for a group. Just like-minded people will come together whether it's in close proximity or it's all across the nation, all, excuse me, all across the nation, like y'all have joined us tonight. So, with that being said, uh, thank y'all once again for joining us. Uh, hope next week I'm gonna uh, be working on getting this broadcast up, so it'll be broadcast live once again next week. But, uh, brother Roz, would you take us out with the prayer? Sure. Um, I'd like to thank everyone for spending your. Tuesday evening with us. It is greatly appreciated. Thank you for joining us tonight. Um, Alex, thank you so much, Brother Kujo, Sister Sharon, all the other calls and listeners who might, might be listening online or just, you know, in the background checking us out or who are listening to the podcast. We greatly appreciate each and every one of you. Um, thank you for your patience because we had a quite a few technical difficulties, but hopefully those will be all ironed out and everything next week should go a lot smoother. So, you know, thank you very much for your support. And um, we can definitely do this again. I'm going to say the prayer now and then we'll close out the program for tonight. Um, let's get it moving then, uh, Creator. We ask that you help us to remain patient with other black people, victims of white supremacy. We ask that you help us to remain patient with ourselves. Remind us to demonstrate the highest levels of black self-respect at all times in all places, each and every time that we are in contact with another black person. It has been time. Let's replace white supremacy with justice ASAP, and let's end human trafficking and the prison industrial complex. I am in the love of the all, and all love is in me. I am a part of the all, and the all is a part of me. I am one with the all, and the all is one with me. I can succeed as a part of the all and fail as an individual. 
I can be all that I wish in the all, as long as my wish is to stay in the all. I am never alone. The all is. I am. The all can. I can. The all does. I do. Once again, thank you all for being with us this Tuesday evening. Please stay safe and stay out of the hands of slave catchers. Minimize contact and minimize conflict with other black people that you may have disagreements with. And please stay safe. And we'll see you again, Creator Willing, next week, Tuesday. Peace and one love. Peace and love. Y'all be safe. Peace, y'all. Be safe. I got to be honest. I had no idea State Farm.